0: Welcome back. Welcome back to The Fool and the Page, a podcast for writers, the tarot curious, and for all of us making stories to make sense of things, hosted by me, Claire Campbell, your fellow seeker and storyteller. One more reminder that my membership program launches August 10th. Check that out. And let me know if you're interested at bluestonerwriters.com. So, Y'all may remember that I mentioned attempting to begin to try (laughs) to finish a novel soon in the previous episode. And to do that, I've been working with a writing coach. Yes, I have one too, of course, (laughs) I have one too. And when I got my feedback from them most recently, I found myself both totally enlightened and simultaneously totally overwhelmed. I think feedback often works like this. Even when the feedback is true or has truth for us in the sense that it illuminates opportunities to evolve the work and it affirms certain ways that we're both already making the work sing and shine and could then use some help in really making it shine, it can still be hard. So... I came to the tarot with the question, what do I do with this feedback? (laughs) What do I do with this feedback? Yes, this was my literal question. And I pulled High Priestess. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. So I'm looking at the Modern Witch tarot deck for this card, and I'll explain why in a moment. So take take a second, look up the card, or... Pull High Priestess from your own deck, unless you're up and about or driving, and in that case, just listen to the visuals and have fun imagining this archetype. But before I talk about the Modern Witch deck, I want to speak more generally about what we tend to see in this figure of High Priestess um, in a variety of decks. We tend to see this figure in a comfortable, confident, even languid posture, it's just a very comfortable way of taking up space, which is an interesting contrast to what comes right before High Priestess, and that's Magician, who is striving and stretching and reaching up and down for the magic. Now, both are absolutely necessary energies at different times, of course. It's just something to observe, that there's a kind of serenity with High Priestess, I mean, in the Wild Unknown deck, we see a tiger draped against a snow-white foreground and outlined against a black background with a crescent moon. And the moon is frequently there with High Priestess. Usually the moon is there in some form or fashion, and I'll definitely come back to it. But I do want to talk about identifying with the modern witch interpretation. In this deck by Lisa Sterl... We see the figure seated between two columns, as in the Smith Rider weight, but on their lap is a laptop, as opposed to a scroll. And the crown is still there, but it's, it's more like a headband, this silvery white headband. The curtain behind the figure with the pomegranates is still there, but it almost looks like a cool backdrop for Zoom meetings. And perhaps because I'm just looking at the laptop, but you know that that's what i thought of and there's a yellow crescent moon right there at the figure's feet tucked behind a beautiful black boot i want to talk about the shoes because i want to talk about the whole outfit because while the laptop seemed to say me that's me <laughs> working on my manuscript when when i looked at the deck that that really leapt out to me considering i was thinking about this feedback i received on a typed manuscript but the outfit rung a kind of old bell for me because I used to dress in a similar fashion in an old job. I, I just, you know, in different phases of your professional life, or maybe your whole professional life, you have a kind of uniform. And my uniform at, my uniform at the time was really sim- similar to this version of High Priestess. Dark tights, black boots, and a kind of structured dress, usually with pockets in blues and grays here in the modern witch, we we have this like gorgeous shade of indigo uh you might call it gray blue i don't know if they i don't know what the accurate shade is but i love it it's this really rich indigo gray i wore this all the time um for a job i had while um, back in new york and i felt really good in this uniform i felt really confident in my power where I was professionally and what I was doing and how I was also engaging um, with my unpaid creative life outside of the nine to five. So I guess in a vulnerable moment, pulling this card and both feeling overwhelmed about the revision work that I want to do, but find a little intimidating. It was nice to see an image that reminded me of feeling confident, feeling capable I think High Priestess can bring up this interesting question for us. What are the situations, the environments, the communities that make us take this kind of posture, serene, confident, taking up space, secure in a kind of knowing of ourselves and where our individual magic lies? There's a kinship here with with Queen of Wands, right? Right. Now, in reflecting on this question, I'm not considering, well, okay, how am I going to move back to New York and try to get my old job back that I had over 10 years ago? No, 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 that's that's not possible, that's not going to happen. But it is interesting to reflect on certain elements of what I was doing then that I could consider for myself now. What was I up to? Who was I interacting with? How was I spending my time? When I was in that outfit, Why did I feel that I could take this calm, confident posture? And also, how does this relate to feedback, to receiving a critique and trying to put it into action to evolve your work? Yeah, let's talk about that. I think that what we call critical feedback or critique can and should illuminate when we are in our element as storytellers. And it can do that in a couple different ways. It can praise your work and highlight a strength of yours that maybe you weren't aware of or didn't give yourself credit for. Or it can point out what needs to evolve and then push you to consider, okay, what is the strength I need to access in order to make this change? So to illustrate this, a couple examples from the feedback that I just received, one thing my coach pointed out is how great my action sequences are. And I do believe that this is a strength of mine, but I need to hear it said (laughs) all the same. We all need to be reminded of what our storytelling strengths are, right? And then a piece of critical feedback I received encouraging me to evolve the work was that my main character lacks interiority in certain scenes. She's not showing the reader how she feels about the situation. She's telling the reader what happens, but she's not showing the reader how she feels. When I think of myself... In my power as a writer, I do think of action sequences, but more specifically, I think about talking about bodies, how characters feel in their own bodies. And those of you who've studied with me know that I'm a bit fixated on physicality, and it's both because it really helps and delights the reader, but also because when it comes to writing what I know, I know what it's like to be scared in my own body and terrified of my own body. So when I have a character who feels that keenly, I can pull it off if I allow it. And I'm not always going to be available to that, of course. But it is interesting to reflect on how I may not be using that to its full potential because it can make me uncomfortable. So while I'm not going to force it, I am going to consider it. Because here's the thing. High Priestess is not going to do something they're not available for. That languid posture, that is a clear no to anything this seeker, this archetype, this figure is unavailable for. And it's a yes to what makes the seeker feel right and good. And high priestess knows instinctively what that is. While we may struggle with instinct or, or intuitiveness, we may not always believe in our ability to intuit what is right and good for us. But High Priestess is here to remind us that we can, that we're capable of knowing what is right for us, and that includes how we process feedback. So it helps if we take that angle of where is my power, where is my strength, and come back to that as a kind of solid foundation. So for me, great action, bodies. For you, it might be emotional connection to the reader or... The sensory feel of a landscape or an interior, it might be that you know just how to close a chapter and beautifully leave the reader hanging. So to to illustrate how I might put this into practice when it comes to my main character's interior exploration, showing the reader how she feels, I can do that through her body. What is she doing physically or not doing that shows how she feels about something? For example, my coach pointed out this one line where my character didn't feel like eating. She sat there, didn't touch her food. And her comment was, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is showing me her emotional reaction. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was really open to the physical experience there. I was available to it. Can I do it a little more? So you may do something similar through humor or dialogue. Is dialogue a a storytelling strength of yours? And are you getting feedback that's asking you to explain something, to show something that's missing? Could you do it in conversation? It's all about starting with our high priestess, storyteller self, and then moving from that place of serenity to make change. So... High Priestess might advise us to consider a couple questions. How does the feedback you're receiving illuminate when you're in your element? Or is it pushing you, encouraging you to be in your element in a way that you have yet to try or fully pursue in that way that you're already shining? How does the feedback illuminate that? Take that in. Soak it up. And then use that to assist you in making the changes that you need to make. And then I think, secondly, a little bit of extra special bonus advice from high priestess might be this. When you sit down to read your feedback or when you have a meeting with your mentor or your writing partner, how can you help yourself adopt that clear, confident, easy posture of the high priestess? It's not, it's not going to look, you know, the same. But when you think about that figure, whether they're a writer, a mystic, a tiger, consider how can you feel at your most secure, even in a moment of vulnerability? Is there something you can wear that makes you feel confident? Is there a room, a space, a corner that puts you at ease? I mean, is there like a special kind of tea that when you brew it, it just makes you feel good? Make the damn tea. Wear the black boots. (laughs) Put on a dress with pockets. (laughs) Whatever you need to do. Because while the moon in this card indicates that there's, there's both the known and the unknown, the light and the dark, High Priestess helps us channel a kind of confidence and clarity in this murky fluid in between. High Priestess reminds us to consider what helps us see in the dark. Is it a deep connection to the natural environment we're depicting in our story? That's a way of seeing your way through the murky changes. Use that. Is it a keen understanding of how the character feels in their body? Use that as a foundation to make changes. The feedback, it can oftentimes feel murky initially. But if we have, if we have that guidepost, that kind of north star of our strong storyteller self. That illuminates the path. That helps us sit comfortably with our our scroll, our laptop, our ever-evolving story. Okay, take a deep breath here. Deep breath in. And exhale. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And I've got a Pomodoro's worth of writing for you. If you're interested, um, writing, thinking, wondering, and as always, it could also be for your character if you'd rather not write about yourself. And as always, <laughs> I think you should just do it twice um, when you have time. Do it once for yourself and then do it for a fictional character or the subject of a creative nonfiction project. So It's just going to be a couple prompts here. For the first one, I want you to imagine yourself or your character in a moment of high priestess, confidence, calm, knowing, serenity. This can be a memory or this can be something that you're imagining that you know if you had this outfit, this room, these objects, this environment, these people, you know that you would feel that high priestess vibe. Could be the same thing for your character. And I mean, think how cool this, this is. Especially if you have a character, as we all do, who goes through all kinds of ups and downs. Who's not always at their, at their most confident how cool to imagine a space even for a really confident character to feel that kind of high priestess calm that languid posture so i want you to take i want you to take 16 minutes for this i want you to really explore all the nooks and crannies of this scene think about high priestess as we see them in the modern witch deck as a scene. There's so much happening. Take a full 16 minutes, if you've got it, to describe everything about yourself in this High Priestess energy or your character in this High Priestess energy. And if you're walking up and about, just reflect on this for as long as you like. So pause here to write or reflect. Okay, and four. The second prompt and final prompt. I want you to take nine minutes to explore a situation, conversation, scene, whatever, where this character or yourself in this high priestess energy first says no to something and then says yes to something. So I want there to be a no and a yes in this scene. That's all. Leave the rest wide open. Interpret that however you would like. Remember, it can be for yourself, for an imaginary character, a character you're working on, character in progress, whatever you feel called to do. Take nine minutes. Go for it. And as you wrap your writing or reflecting, take another deep breath. Deep breath in and deep breath out. Sorry, that was a little loud. (laughs) I'm recording this while popping back and forth to water my plants because it's our watering day. Um, (laughs) Thank you for being with me um, on this exploration of High Priestess and exploring how that can help us process feedback. Thank you so much for taking this time for yourself. And be sure to thank yourself for doing that. Take a moment just to squeeze your shoulder and thank yourself. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends. Follow for episode updates at Fool in the Page. And for classes, mentoring, tarot reads, and that membership program launching August 10th, follow Blue Stone Writers. Till next time. Take care. Bye-bye.